0: Perry,
1: welcome to my home, welcome to my podcast. How are you? I'm really good. A little bit tired because I've just come from a, a workshop, but yeah, I'm, apart from that, really great. Tell me about the workshop. What,
0: what have you been up to today?
1: Um, I have been, we launched uh, one of our mental health programmes today I'm uh, in a pupil referral unit in Barnet, and it was our first day, and it's a, our programme's called Skip to the Beat um it's a three-month um youth empowerment model that works with young people that have got behavioral problems but actually they're just they just they just need some love really
0: okay everyone listening to this is going she's amazing what? <laughs> she's just launched a what she does what like mm. you are one of the most uh, I, I mean there's so much i want to talk to you about because you're just instantly warm and you've got this lovely aura but you're doing incredible stuff for young people so tell me about your charity
1: um, so my charity is called the Young Urban Arts Foundation. Um, I set it up in 2009. Um, sort of a bit of backstory on why, because everyone always says, oh, what? What made you do that? Um, I, Growing up, I came from, you know, I'm in adverted commas, you know, come from a disadvantaged background. Um, Tell me what that means. What? Uh, well, basically, you know, my father was my father was an alcoholic, quite violent. Um, yeah, grew up, grew up quite a bit poverty, really. I mean, we weren't... We weren't well off. My mum was amazing, did the best that she could, you know. But it was, uh, yeah, brought, brought up on a council estate. Whereabouts? Um, in South London, in Woolwich, um, and yeah, and yeah, life was life was the life wasn't easy growing up. And but music was always there for me. And my dad, my dad taught me music. Um, he taught me how to write lyrics and songs, and I was been writing since I was about eleven. Um, and yeah, without music, I don't know where I'd be. Um, I got caught up in a, in, in a gang when I was in my late teens. Um, but because of music, I ended up getting a tour in the States. I ended up moving to America for two years or a year and a half. And that literally was my saviour. So I always say that music saved my life. And because of that same story, you know, it's like, had I not gone to America at that time, I don't know where I would have been now. Um, so yeah, I came back from America, continued doing my music for a few years. And yeah, and then just had this light bulb moment one day. I went to a school and did a talk about being a being one of the first females in a male dominated industry, and um, I met this young girl, and she looked just like me. She was like, she had dark hair, she was quite short, and she gorgeous. Just... Oh, thank you. <laughs> she was gorgeous, um, and yeah, she basically shared her story with me and just said, you know, basically like what my life was growing up. When I left that workshop that day. It was just like one of those moments in time where, you know, where life will never be the same again. And I wanted—I knew at that point that I wanted to work with young people. Um, and, yeah, and, and you know, and the rest is history, really. What year was that? 2007.
0: And you're one of those remarkable <clears throat> people who... I love people like this who don't just talk, they do. I'm a doer. You are a doer. They're my favourite kinds of people. Um, so you then, in 2009, set up your... Young Urban Arts Foundation. Thank you very much, Young Urban Arts Foundation. So, what what's the theory behind it? What do you do?
1: Um, so, our mission is to transform the lives of young people by strengthening their well being through creativity and culture. So we do. And
0: why is that important?
1: Well, creativity it, it's creativity. It's not just about music and arts creation you know, we create in every moment, we're creating what we're wearing, we're creating what food we're cooking, you know, that lovely food you just made me, you know, you created that.
0: you yeah, did do that, and yeah. um, so I got a message from Kerry as she was on <laughs> her way here, and she said, I need to stop, I'm starving, I'm going to get some food, so obviously the Indian mother in me kicked in, <laughs> and I said, I'm going to make you some food, Oh, so yeah, I'm glad you ate. It was delicious. Thanks. Um, But, you know, the, the, the form
1: of creation and um, expression, mm. you know, it's that Expression, we need to express ourselves in order to have a good well-being because if we do not express ourselves, it goes into all other places, you know, and people get angry or sad or depressed or suicidal, you know, all these sorts of things. And uh, and then, you know, creative expression, it's fun It's and it's personal. Um, and for me, being able to express myself at such an early age, and I didn't have any mentors around me. I, actually, I did have one, which I'll get onto in a minute, um, but just being able to have that outlet, it was like I had, had something else taking me away from the pain, the anguish, the trauma. And I just, I just feel it's just so important for all human beings, but young people, to instill and to be empowered to
0: create. I mean, what, <clears throat> it really, what you said, you said so much stuff, there's so much to talk about. And I feel like already there's going to be a part two to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so you joined a gang?
1: Well, I didn't know. It wasn't... I didn't join a gang. I had a group of friends who... How old were you? uh, I think about 17. Um, um, I had a group of friends um, who we all hung out, and then I just ended up, you know, ended up doing stuff for them. And, yeah, just just being part of this... this... But the thing is, what I'm trying to get out here is I was looking for a family Mm -hmm. because my family life was so dysfunctional Um, And this is going back to why nurturing young people is so important, because they don't want to be involved in these things, but they're looking for something. They're looking for love. And I thought it was fake love, but there was love there for me. I felt like part of something. I felt listened to. I felt heard. I felt... um, you know, and they would look after me.
0: I think it's not that difficult for anyone, no matter what your background, to relate to that. Because I think as a kid, as teenagers, you want to fit into a tribe, don't yeah. you? You just need your community. Yeah. And depending on your upbringing, you know, if, the, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's sort of gang culture, yeah, that's what you're going to fall into. Yeah. That's all you've got around you. Yeah. I'm just fascinated by people like you who have the capacity somehow to see beyond it and want something different. So you talk about the music that saved you what got you into the music and talk about the music because that's how me and you met yeah we met at a day rave at 93 feet <laughs> east. a jungle day rave yes I'm a 40 year old woman who still goes to day raves don't ever stop I'm never gonna stop, never stop. It, my music for life mm. music for life um so yeah tell me about how how you got out of your upbringing your surroundings
1: so well it's funny you know my dad's Rest in peace. He, he, he took his life a few years ago as well. I'll get on that in a minute, which is why I'm doing the mental health work. Um, but, you know, he, as much as he was very, um, he was a lost soul. Um, and his alcoholism, um, it was very destructive. Um, and it was very painful to be a child of an alcoholic and be on the receiving end of all that comes along with that. Um, but at the same time, he taught me how to write songs. Um, so my, my fondest memories of me and my dad are, you know, round, round the fire, well no we didn't really have a fire, but you know. Where did your dad grow up? Um, he, yeah, he was a bit all over the place really, he's Irish. Um, he left Ireland when he was I think 13 or 14 on his own, got on a boat to London. Um, I'm still trying to work out his story, actually.
0: Do you not know your dad's side of the family?
1: I do know his side of the family. Um, yeah, I know them. I saw them this year for the first time since the funeral. He um, he yeah, he was a musician and he played the guitar. Talking about how you got out of,
0: how you got yourself out of that gang life in South London, yeah. That group, and we're talking about the music. And yeah, how you got into you were telling me about writing with your dad.
1: Yes, so so funny. So I am eleven years old, and I started school, secondary school. And our class got selected for a program called Top Banana. I don't know if you remember it, but it was years ago. Top Banana was um, hosted by Michaela... Strachan. Strachan. She's and, awesome. Timmy, and, and Timmy, Timmy Mallet. <laughs> right? Where is he now? I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and we got selected to be on this show. So we had to come up with a theme. And, um, yeah, the theme, basically, I said, let's be rapping witches.
0: You're already, I mean, you're also already my favourite, <laughs> you're already my favourite person, but rapping witches. It's so we genius. all, so
1: we all dressed up as witches, with all these chains on, and then, um, they are, they, we had to write a group song, and me and my dad wrote the song. Amazing. And, uh, and we won the pro, we
0: won the programme. Can you remember the song? Um. Of course you can. <laughs> uh... Maybe God. No. <laughs> God, give me a verse. No,
1: no, I'll just okay. give you. The, I'll, I'll just give you the words. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. rap it. You don't have to rap it. The first two lines are the Rapping Witches is our name. We're going to play the Banana Game.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my first. That was my first on-screen experience as an MC. Amazing. Uh, Eleven years old. Um, brilliant. Yeah, it was great. And yeah, and from there, from there, I just. Um, I just really got into rap as well, so I, I used to love like who did you listen to? MC Light, MC Hammer, um, Salt and Pepper. Yes. Um, oh, who
0: else? Um, Queen Latifah. I love that you mentioned three female groups. Like it's not just instantly you think of men, but I love that you're mentioning women. Yeah, they were the ones. Yeah. And obviously,
1: MC Hammer. I used to do his dance. Of course. Hammer time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then um, school, school. I, do you know what? I was. I was pretty intelligent at school, but I was very mischievous. So I'd be really good at school, but I'd I'd be going out raving all weekend... Um, jungle waves. Of course, yeah, of course, Jungle Waves. <laughs> um, I started off at Club Labyrinth um, in Dalston Lane, just up like the road from here. And um, I think, I, yeah, I'm not going to tell you my age because I was definitely um, underage
0: to get in there. But I it you like, can say that now; it's all right. No, it's gonna, all right. Like, yeah. isn't it? No one's going to come down and no yeah. Go. I mean, so, I, I drunk underage; it's okay.
1: Yeah, I was 15, um, and my friend Stroke, mentor Stroke. He's was like a soul brother, Demas J. He um, he used to take me. My mum would only let me go if he was taking me. Because he'd look after you. He would look after me. Um, and he used to get very annoyed at me when i go missing. Um, that's another story.
0: When he'd rat around. Yeah. <laughs> Did you disappear into the club? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think me and you are soul sisters. Yeah, we are.
1: <laughs> and then at the, at, after the club, he'd be like, right, we're going home. I'm like, no, I'm going to an after party. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. So... Um, so, so yeah, so basically I used to go to that club and I used to watch him um, MC. I used to watch everyone MC, like...
0: Who's
1: your favourite MC? Oh, my... Yeah, I can't answer that. Comrades. I can't answer that. Well, for me, it's got... Oh, it's a comrade yeah. for you. I think
0: so. I've got I mean, too so many. many. I mean,
1: because everyone's got their own thing, you know? Like everyone's got their own... Flow. Flow and the own reason why I like them. Like, you know, I've got an armful and... Um,
0: yeah, there's too many. You're right, you're right. A great MC is a great MC. <clears throat> yeah. It's about the, the journey they take you on when you're listening to yeah. these tunes. Yeah, and it depends what DJ's playing you're as well. You're absolutely right, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so
1: I started watching these MCs. I started going home every day after the clubs and then writing these lyrics. Probably the same lyric. I wrote this same lyric, you know, and I just practised the same lyric. Anyway, so I went up to Demas and I said, oh, I wrote this I did on a piece of paper and I said, oh, can you like MC my lyric for me on the mic? And he was like, no, you do it. I was like, oh
0: my God. What, in a club? In a club. How old
1: were you? 15. 15.
0: And he just handed you the mic? He I just handed me this. the mic. Is this the mentor? Yeah. He is a mentor. Yeah. To hand a 15-year-old kid a mic and just go, come on, get up yeah. there. Yeah, Didn't care that you were a little girl, didn't care that you were 15. That's no. phenomenal. Yeah. Thing. And did you do it? Of course I did. And then every week
1: I went back and I did it again and again. I sounded like a mouse because I had very high voice. Um, but I went back again and again. And then on my, I think I was 16 um 19 new year's eve 1996 um joe from club labyrinth it's their 30th anniversary this next month um they they said i'll come into the office if you want to show you something and they give them this flyer and they've got on the flyer not even lady mc they've got introducing kerry on the flyer for Amazing. New Year's Eve, right? What? Yeah, so that was it, and then I was resident there, and that's where I—that was like my stomping ground. It was like where I practiced, where a lot of people know me from from back in the day, um, and that's where I started. And then I just continued to, you know, expand and go on radio and get on as much radio. And but my main thing was going to the raves and just grabbing mics. You know, I wasn't booked, just finding someone to give me a microphone. Um, and that's what I did. And that's how I ended up sort of building myself up. So by the time I was around 18, I'd already started touring Europe and Ireland. And yeah, and then by the time I was 20, I was
0: stateside. And... What were you doing in the States? How does that? Is that the most amazing experience? What happens? Is it the back phone rings? A letter comes through the letterbox? How did you get the American deal? What was that well, like? I, I took my,
1: when I was 20, 20, I took myself on my own to the Winter Music Conference. Um,
0: of course he did Yeah. in Miami yeah, which is the place I mean every DJ goes there it's meant to be an incredible <clears throat> music festival to get yep. to so I packed my suitcase
1: I've like done you know back in the day we had our demo CDs um, you know did all my demo CDs went there on my own um, and just went there and um, I knew a few people over there from London but that's when I started to meet up with everyone um, from the jungle scene, actually, because I think when you're out of your environment and you're in another country, you can communicate, you can build bit deeper relationships with people. So I started to meet more people. And then I met um, T.C. Islam from um, Zulu Nation. And he said, look, come to New York. He said, you're, you're amazing. Like, Come to New York, I'll get you some gigs. Came back from Miami. Two weeks later, I packed my suitcase, went back to New York. Went to New York, stayed there for two weeks, on probation, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, you don't want to know. I do want to I know.
0: It's all part of the podcast. You want to know everything. Oh. Go on, go on, go on. What What have you been up to? Well, I
1: I just yeah. I mean, I I've been arrested a few times for the same thing, and yeah, I was on probation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't.
0: You don't have to You yeah. don't have to go there. Okay? Yeah. We, you know, you've got a reputation. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is, yeah. we make mistakes and we do. We do. And it's a, we're a product of our environment. We absolutely. Stuff happens. Yeah. So you're on probation, but you've still gone to America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how long have you got in the States to make a name for yourself before you've got to come back and see your probation officer? Well, two weeks. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so two weeks went to New York, um, did a few shows over there, and then when I got there, this uh, TC Islam he died last year as well, um, rest in peace T. Um, mm-hmm. But he had a big, this big house called the Compound, and it was like a big creative community hub. And I was like, oh my god! And he said, well, just you know, just come move here. and I was like, what? Just come and move here. I told him what I was going through in, in the UK, all the sorts of things that I was you know caught up in, um, and yeah, like I think about. I think about three months later, I packed all my stuff. My poor mum, <laughs> 20 years old, and she's like, my baby's going to, like, the States. But I went there and I stayed there for, um, I think, about a year and a half. And I, he gave you an opportunity. He did. He did give me an opportunity. And I learnt about real hip-hop. Who were you hanging out with? What year was this? this um, I think to
0: early 2000. 2001. So 2001. it was like, what, uh, Raucous Records... Back then, I don't know, what, what. who were you sort of hanging out
1: with? I, I, was, I was doing Jungle. Yeah. I was I was there for the Jungle, you know, standard. Um, but I was also learning about, you know, he, like TC would throw me on, like, battle rap stages and say, hey, man, we got Lady MC, she's from London, she's going to kick your ass. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I'm like, am I? And I bet you did. I, I, I did, but does. at that moment, though, there was one time he threw me on a stage and I just remember... I remember believing in something big, higher than myself because I was like, I don't know where those lyrics came from.
0: I know where they came from. They came from years and years and years of you practicing. Yeah. They came from those years <laughs> of you standing on the side of the stage waiting to be handed that mic to get up mm. there. It all pays off. It does. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. So now you're in the NYC yeah. rap battles yeah. with the big, burly New Yorkers. Yeah. Taking them down, yeah. dropping the mic, <laughs> yeah. all that. And then, yeah, so being based in America,
1: it was so much easier to get gigs because all the other American promoters are like, we haven't got to pay, you know, a UK fee. You know, they just pay for my flight and, you know, like a normal, like a normal um, person for the United States. So I did loads of gigs for the whole East Coast. We did a tour from New York and we, got, we had like a tour van and we came all the way down to the music conference with the crew, you know, it was brilliant. Some of the best times of my life, yeah. I
0: that. So why did you come back?
1: Um, I missed home. Hmm. And I was ready. I'd already, I'd, I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve and I came back, you know, I came back a different person. I came back, you know, um, I came back a completely different person. I came back a woman, you know, or a young lady. I think I only became a woman a few years ago, but <laughs> I like to keep it that way. Um, but, you know, like I, I feel like I came back a new person and I was out of everything that I left behind and I was able to come back and start a new life
0: and then you picked up
1: the music whilst you're in
0: the UK. Of course. Yeah.
1: And because I've been doing so much stateside, when I came back I was hot off the press. Yeah. So, you know, my music was going great.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I love that you now then decided in 2009 to give it back, give something back. So the charity, how important is that to you? Well, it's
1: it's more a mission, you know, it's like a it's a spirit mission for me. It's like it's something I can't really explain. It's not something I ever thought about. It was something that I was guided through me to do.
0: I work in telly, um, and like this, the big conversation that's taken place—not just in my industry, but across the board—which yeah. is the D-word, diversity. Yeah. And people are always trying to get me to sit on panels, obviously, being mm. one of a few brown faces. And I'm always saying the same thing, which is diversity isn't just about the colour of your skin; it's yeah. about class. Yes. Right? It's about economics. Yeah. And. it's all well and good getting people from different backgrounds in but it spread get Pete how do you generate getting how do you get children from the lower economic areas of Great Britain yeah. into these very middle class white male dominated industries because mm. it's not easy no
1: it's not and it's funny today like you said you know I said we launched a, a new program I, I'll skip to the beat program which I'd love to speak to you about in a sec um and you know I spent some time with you know some of the young people today and when I say I come from a disadvantaged background, sometimes I have to eat my words and go, actually, it was OK. Because of the, the difference in disadvantage. You know, I had a mum who loved me, who worked two jobs to put food on the table, even though she was going through hell with my dad. Um, you know, we, she st- I still was able to get into school. I still managed to get nine GCSEs, you know, all these things. and. Some of the young people that we've, I was even talking to today, I mean, we deal with a lot of young people and today I was like really moved, you know, um, yeah, I mean, just... Yeah, you get just, to experience really... Yeah, what, what dis- real dis- disadvantage. disadvantage and so, you know, it, it, I realised yeah. that I am... For people who don't know,
0: obviously you don't have to name any names, yeah. but like, what just give us an example of the kinds of children. But well, well, I think it's really important because I kind of have to sit down with people yeah. in my line of work. Yeah. I've experienced real disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I get invited into people's homes to speak to them, yeah. which is the biggest privilege of my job. But it also means you get to see other worlds and really understand yeah. relative poverty yeah. and what it's all about. So what do you come across? Because what you do is in Great Britain. It's yeah. on people's doorsteps. It's under people's mm-hmm. noses, but they just don't see it.
1: Yeah. So, well, what, one of the young people we met today... Um, is he's you know he's he's on cocaine and crack. He's like fourteen years old, oh, um, taking Xanax. Um, his um, you know his his sisters have been taken away from him because of the, his family life. Um, he doesn't know he doesn't know whether to cut his sisters off because he might not ever see them again. Um, he's in a gang, um, and he couldn't even give me any eye contact. That's how low his self-esteem
0: and confidence is. Um, so what can you do for that child? I mean, that is heartbreaking, absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. How can you and what you do help someone like that? Well, we
1: already, we already are, so it's, it's really around creating a safe space for people, for them to, <laughs> for them to really be, be, be who they are and us meeting them where they are. So we're just gonna meet you where you are. We're not gonna try and make you do anything. We're gonna create a space, we're gonna create these activities. You can get involved if you want. And most of the time they do because you're not forcing them to do anything. But I mean, the, our Skip to the Beat program has been um, developing over the past two years. Um, it's been co-created with a, uh, a facilitator called Stephanie Turner um, who I was in Egypt with. Um, run, we deliver a model called, um, it's, it's called the Creative Community Model. Uh, the creative community model has sort of four principles um, one is around everyone is creative and the second one is it, you don't have to be an artist to create um oh, i've forgotten the other two now but it's really around creating um a community for not just young people but just for all of us mm. you know creating this community what how do you need to be to be in this community you know like me and you, like us three, we're sitting here. This is our little community. How mm. do we need to be with each other mm. for it to work?
0: I bet there's people listening to this because you're talking about young people, but there's adults listening to this mm. going yeah. Because it's making me. Yeah, how do I connect with my creativity? Because yeah. you're right. We're, yeah. we are creative. Yeah. human beings are creative. Are. and it's so good for the soul. Yeah, we can't just live and do a job and come mm-hmm. home and just think about the money all the time. At what mm. point? Because you're just you're just going to burn out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a bit of a sore point for me actually because. Doing music for like 20 years Mm. and then doing my charity. And the charity has pretty much taken over a lot of my time. And um, the past few years, I haven't been doing as much music as I'd like to. And it is, it does, it's not, I'm not personally doing as much of my own creativity Mm. as I'd like to. And the only reason because of that is because we don't have enough funding Mm. for me to get more people in to help me with all the work that I do so I can go away and, you know, do more of
0: what makes me happy. Okay, so we've got a community of people listening oh, right great. now. Oh, great, great. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just my mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, hey, Kerry's mum, you're awesome. <laughs> uh, or oh, what can people do? Because I've got, I am bet bet my bottom dollar on the fact that people will be inspired listening to you. Yeah. And I am incredibly inspired mm. sitting with you and listening to you. Thanks, Anita. Um How can people
1: help? Well, there's a couple of ways. There's loads of ways. Um, Well, what I didn't talk to you about, I'm just going to quickly talk about what we do is so, um, like I said, our mission is to transform the lives of young people um, through creativity and culture. We have a bus, a single-decker bus, which is converted into a multimedia suite. Inside the bus, we have got nine Apple Mac computers, which is um, all kitted up with Logic X, teaching young people the art of music production, we do rap workshops, we do vocal recording, we do DJ workshops, we do street dance, visual arts, and we take this bus into the heart of these communities, these yeah, these hard to reach communities, these states where there's nothing going on, where there's high deprivation Um, so we take the bus into these estates and we go in there week in, week out and we work with these young people, we do community days but our bus is actually quite old now and it's run down and it keeps breaking down and we need to raise some money quite desperately for a new bus or to revamp the one we've got we've got a um, GoFundMe page which we're raising funds for at the moment Um, so that's one way that people can help Um, other ways that people can help is basically helping us to get some brand sponsorship we are very sponsorable, if that's a word, um, and yeah, it's just really, it's always who you know, isn't it? Totally. You know, it's always who you know, and the work we do is so important, um, and with young people, you know, 80% of youth clubs have been shut down, you know, there's hardly anywhere for young people to go anymore.
0: And your work is in, predominantly in London?
1: Predominantly in London, um, but we will be going global um, over the next couple of years, um, we are setting up a global youth radio station.
0: You're my kind of girl. Yeah, I mean, the, the world is limitless. Yeah, right. Yeah, I it. love that. We're in London, but we're going global. <laughs> yes, you are going global. Yeah, we are. I love that. We are. Um, and the reason I say you're predominantly London because we're sitting in one of the wealthiest cities on earth. That's everybody who's anybody wants to come to London. Uh, so if London can't get off its backside to help you out, then it's it's shame on London, really. I'll leave that in your hands to say that. <laughs> well, no, come <laughs> on. Like, like, I often look at Tower Hamlets, yeah. um, one of the poorest, most deprived areas in London, and you've got Canary Wharf I sitting in the same borough. I know. You know. I, I must
1: admit, Anita, I do. it is a daily battle for me trying not to judge others for not doing more for the world in general. Um, but then I have to look and say, well, this is who you are, Kerry. You can't paint that brush on everyone else. Um, like for example I'll meet people all the time and go oh my god you're so inspiring like how can I help take my details like contact me and then I'll contact them and they just won't get in touch mm. those are the sorts of things that you know I think wow it's really interesting where people are because you don't you can't judge people where they are but
0: this, I, I feel your what you were saying you know I know what you mean, I mean so I know, you know exactly because I think lots of people especially people who work at doing stuff that you didn't feel yeah. that because people and I don't disbelieve people I think in the moment they are inspired how can they not be by you and your story and what you're doing right. I think people's lives are just not organised enough or they get caught up in other yeah. stuff I just think it's as simple as that yeah. I think you've just got to keep keep going keep going yeah. honestly well, um, yeah and we do. And hopefully somebody listening to this mm. will just give you a bus.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I'll say thanks in advance. Um, so, yes, yeah, so what we're doing over the next sort of our plan over the next three years is um, to continue running our Skip to the Beat programmes, which is around, you know, improving young people's mental health. Um, and we're setting up a radio station in the next six months, which is going to be global. It's going to be the, it's going to be the global voice for youth. Um, and it's going to be based in Tower Hamlet's. Um, and I just got back from Egypt um, from the Partners for Youth Empowerment Conference. We spent six days together, all 80 of us, you know. Just... I know your Instagram looks amazing. Oh, it looked like you had the best time. Thank you. I did. I did. It was moving. It was, imp- it was transformative. It was, it was encouraging. And on top of that, because our, the radio station I was going to set up anyway, which is going to be London-based... And then when I got there, I was like, well, why don't I just get everyone from all these different countries to host their own radio show from young people from Kenya, South Africa, India, China. Um, so everyone can hear the voice of youth globally. Um, and for us all to understand, actually, you know, some, you know, for some young people here, they're like, oh, my life's, you know, shh and yeah. stuff, and we're like, actually, listen to this radio show and hear yeah. what it's like for these young people in South Africa. So, yes, yeah, so we're setting that up. So if, any, if there's anyone out there that wants to get behind it and um, give us some money to kick-start it, we have got some funding to get it started, but, you know, anyone that wants to come on board and get involved, or you have any young people that are amazing presenters um, that want to get on board and join the radio.
0: I, I know a few might be able to come and mentor or do some stuff.
1: I'm going to be calling you, Anita. Yeah, don't worry,
0: don't worry. I was, um, it was, it, yeah. I've got... I know a few people.
1: Great. <laughs> um, and other ways people can get involved. Yeah, it's just... It really is resources, if I'm honest. We've got the infrastructure. We've got the programmes. We've got the team. and um, We've got the passion. We've got the love for it. You know, we've got the drive, the determination. Um, we're just lacking resources. And, yeah, I think that given more resources... And what, when I mean resources, I mean funding. Of course. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be able to expand much quicker and reach many more young people.
0: Okay, well, I think we can with definitely, this podcast hopefully will reach the right people and there's many ways of trying to tap into all of that. Are you going to get back in the studio as well? I can see that this is your life and it's your passion and it's, it's, not, it's your calling, Kerry. Yeah. It's like you were meant to, your, your life and everything you've been through and everything you've experienced, the fact that you are now giving back, it's like you were meant to be doing this. But you need to be creating as well, don't you?:
1: I do. Um, I am, I'm having a meeting on Friday actually just to do a it's pro- yeah, just to create a new, a new music project for myself. Excellent, um, with the Reju.
0: Oh, wicked! Yeah,
1: of course. Um, so we're going to meet a up on Friday. A mutual friend of ours who's yes. a total
0: badass. And the reason we connected, yes, because of Reggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm going to be working on a project. I, I reckon I'm going to be starting a, a big music project by probably about April next year. I need to get the charity sustainable before I do that because it's very hard to create when I'm in my mind trying to work stuff out all the time and yeah. you know getting uh, my main my main focus is how much money have we got to run the programs to cover the core costs to fix the bus damn it um, to set up you know these new, new pro- programs so and I always believe my talent is never going to go anywhere so for you know past, co- past couple of years I've been like oh my god I really want to do my music but actually my talent's not wasted no. it's not going anywhere but I do I am putting in a plan to create an incredible project I have been in the studio over the past two years I've, cre- I've made, made probably about six, sort of six, to eight, eight, six to eight tracks which I haven't put out um, so I'm slowly, you know, doing bits and pieces. I've been doing hosting events. I've been MCing here and there. Um, but, yeah, I do miss it. I do miss doing it more regular. Um, but I also know that the work I'm doing is very important too.
0: And do you, because it was your dad that got you into music, is his voice still in your head at all? I know you've got, probably obviously had a very complicated relationship mm. with him, with him being an alcoholic. Yeah. And he took his own life recently.
1: Um, a few, yeah, a few years back. I've oh got eight years actually. So it feels quite recent, but yeah, he yeah, he took his life, and that's why I set up Skip to the Beat. Skip to the Beat um, was for men. Well, not just men, but it was it was really just to if my dad if my dad knew or got help, he would have realised it was a mental health condition. He probably wouldn't have turned to alcohol, and he'd probably be alive today. So I hope that Skip to the Beat and all the work that we're doing saves more lives.
0: I think what I think what you're doing is so important. I think you are incredible. I'm so glad I passed the crossed and you're in my too. life and we've been able to do this. Me too. I definitely am going to speak to you again because I think you've got so much to offer and so mm. much wisdom mm. and experience. And also you're just awesome. Please. I know, I know, I know because I made it right. Everybody, I'm the first time I met Kerry... I was at this, I was at <laughs> east, it was, a, it was a jungle rave, uh, I'm a big junglist as well, and I, our mutual friend Reggie introduced us and told me that uh, Kerry's a... And she made me spit lyrics. I made her spit next to the speaker. Yes, you did. And it, it was blooming brilliant, but obviously, yeah. you you know, I you spit to, to demand, but come on, just give us, like, everyone listening is just... Give me something, just a little burst. I'll even play your record if you want. Oh, you can just do it freestyle. What start. record have you got? I've got loads of records. Do you wanna come and have a look? All right, let's have a look. Come on then, Come over. Look at my back room. I've got, I've got decks. <laughs> so you're getting a insight. Like, you might have to take pick that phone up. For you. Oh yeah. Let's put the lights on. Right, All right. <laughs> Hang on. Here we go. What about this? Some breakbeat era. Should we see what
1: that is? Oh, what's this solution? Ah, this is probably, probably more my bag.
0: So we're in my back room now. Is the mic connected to the? Right. Let's, let's, see, put what the let's see what track this is. Let's see what comes out. <laughs> I love the way
1: you've just got this all ready to go.
0: This is me, dude. This is me in my back room. These are my 1200s that I bought. There we go. This will do you. Flip it. There we go. We've got so much jungle down here.
1: Alright. Yeah? This will do. This will do. Hear the break. Are you going to edit this stuff? Yeah, he's going to edit it. Don't
0: worry. Lady MC, in my... Okay.
1: Set out. Yeah. Are you gonna record this in and then over the top? How's this gonna work?
0: No idea. I don't
1: know how it's gonna work. Oh, we might need to turn the music down a bit then. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's do that. Alright. Let's see. What the happens. I don't need the mic, do I? I've got this on. Try me, juicy. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lovable. Oh my god.
0: This is awesome.
1: On this life's journey as a human being Separating cloudy visions from the true meaning Giving thanks for every situation Cause every life lesson, yeah, it causes transformation When you're in it may not seem it but believe it it's a strategy I call it destiny Unique structure and design Getting caught up in the mind is blind And not with the divine Gratitude essential, essential. See beyond the pain and homing in on credentials. The attitude of gratitude is constantly in my mood and vibration, appreciating revelations. We're ascending and elevating to the light. Only acknowledging the lovely elements of life. Thankfulness for godliness and blessing that we manifest. Of life of peace and love and rest. Honest quest, come on. Woo!
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that was just for you, Anita. Oh my god, just for you.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Oh, you're yes, <laughs> I've got goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> Kerry, I adore you. Thank mm, you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Where can yeah. people get in touch with you? Tell me about all your um, social details. Um,
1: so I say personally, um, late um, Instagram, Twitter, Lady MC official. Um, Facebook, oh, anyway, that, that would do. And the charity? The charity is uh, Young Urban Arts Foundation. It's yuaf.org.uk. Um, our socials are at
0: official. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Thank you.